It was a rough couple of days for the White Sox. Lopsided loss to the Kansas City Royals on Wednesday. And then the Sox fell to Team Columbia on Thursday afternoon. Dylan Cease struggled against the Royals. But is it anything to be concerned about? More attention for Hanser Alberto and what are national baseball pundits saying about the White Sox. Also, the Sox released a second wave of stadium giveaways, uh, forcing me to buy more tickets. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Uh, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Uh, make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong, diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, uh, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. Happy Friday, less than three weeks away until opening day. Uh, appreciate you continuing to pass along this podcast to other White Sox fans in your life. Uh, get those questions and comments in for Wednesday's mailbag. Uh, you can do that at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. White Sox spring training 2023, a record six and five, and they are 0 and 1 in the World Baseball Classic play, I guess. Uh, so the White Sox and Royals talked a little bit about this game, just a little bit on the previous episode, but uh, Sox and Royals were at it uh, Wednesday night. It was a 7 p.m. game, uh, and I was uh, watching a little bit of it on the MLB uh, TV app to the uh, through being a season ticket holder, I've got a subscription. So uh, you got the Royals broadcast team, but uh, I was uh, watching it just a little bit just to see how Dylan Cease did. And uh, then I stepped away. Uh, Sox got absolutely embarrassed at 14 to 5 against the Royals. The game was over after the second inning. Dylan Cease went two thirds of an inning, two thirds of an inning. Uh, gave up seven hits, 11 earned runs, uh, four walks, one home run. It was a grand slam. Uh, his spring ERA is 37.13. So I stepped away uh, from the game after Dylan Cease was pulled. You know, he could just, he just couldn't locate any of his off-speed stuff, really couldn't uh, locate uh, any of his pitches. And uh, although he did not give up any runs in his first outing last Friday, uh, that was one of the games I was at in Glendale at uh, Camelback Ranch. He just wasn't terribly sharp, but he got out of the inning uh, thanks to some uh, some great defense behind him in his first outing. So 
is Dylan Cease worried? And here were some of his comments after the game. It was a lot of walks, a lot of hits, a lot of runs, Cease said. Definitely not a good night. Uh, really just not a good, you know, two-thirds of an inning, 20-something pitches. Uh, but I left healthy. Thankfully, it's spring, so I'm just going to learn from it and kind of flush it. Uh, obviously, in spring, uh, it's a mix of locating stuff and building up. Uh, sometimes it's not the worst thing to get punched in the face a little. Uh, it gets you going, but obviously not ideal. Uh, I didn't get my slider in the zone at all, and pretty much they were able to spit on it. Uh, and then they got to the heater, so he said, it's never fun to give up runs. It's frustrating, especially when the biggest thing is calibrating, getting that strike zone dialed in. Uh, it's kind of why we're here for spring. A lot of times it's just reps, uh, still getting reps, still getting ready. Unfortunately, uh, I wasn't good today. Uh, if I did this four, five times in a row, I'd get a little worried. Honestly, I'm just going to flush this one. C said, I'm in a good spot, a mid-90s right now, so not quite probably what I'll get to. Uh, the biggest thing is just getting in the zone right now. I've been doing a good job in my pens and practice doing it, uh, but now I've just got to translate it uh, to the game. And I thought that was pretty good attitude from Dylan Cease. Might not have had that attitude earlier in his career. Uh, obviously frustrated, of course, but uh, the whole just flush it, you know, maybe sometimes you do just have to get rattled a little bit. Uh, you know, he's coming off just an unbelievable season. Uh, and maybe, you know, one of these types of outings shakes the sh shakes him up a little bit. Says, you know what? Uh, I'm mortal. Uh, these guys have video off of me. Plus, I just couldn't get it over the plate. And it is difficult in Arizona uh, with your breaking stuff. So I thought that was a good attitude by Dylan Cease, even though, you got to believe Cease uh, was extremely frustrated. And he even said it, uh, but just need to turn the page. Uh, Sox used seven other pitchers after Cease. Uh, Avilia and Kelly uh, were the only ones to give up additional runs to Kansas City. Sox pitching allowed 16 hits, 14 runs, six walks, a couple home runs, and struck out six. Uh, White Sox offense was not much better. Uh, five runs and five hits. Uh, some of those runs uh, uh, rather late in the game. Uh, zero extra base hits. Uh, White Sox struck out 10 times and only walked twice. Uh, Gavin Sheets was the only starter to get a hit. Romy Gonzalez was 0 for 2. He's hitting .059 in Cactus League play. Uh, I eventually did go back and I rejoined the telecast, uh, probably middle of the game. And I find it kind of interesting because the uh, Kansas City Royals uh, announcers, they had Ned Yost in the booth. And Ned Yost obviously won the World Series uh, with the Kansas City Royals. He was the manager. Uh, Pedro Grifol was around uh, at that time. And Ned Yost had some Great praise for Pedro Grafol. Uh, that was interesting. They spent a few minutes on that as he was uh, talking about his relationship with Pedro Grafol and why he thinks uh, Grafol will be a great manager. Uh, Ned Yost was in the booth because Ned Yost is going into the Royals Hall of Fame. 
uh, one of the many teams in Major League Baseball that has their own Hall of Fame. I've talked about it before on this podcast. I wish uh, the White Sox would uh, adapt this person, uh, this this option, uh, you know, and have this uh, going forward. How cool would that be? Uh, to have a White Sox Hall of Fame, but uh, I don't know, maybe somewhere down the line. Thursday afternoon, uh, the Chicago White Sox fell to Team Columbia 5-4. to four. If there ever was a lineup that defines spring training, uh, the White Sox put it together on Thursday afternoon. You had Hazley, uh, Remillard, Reyes, uh, Ramos, Carlos Perez behind the plate, Sosa DHing, Eric Gonzalez, Jose Popeye Rodriguez, and Hackenberg. Sox scored four runs, had six hits, two extra base hits. Uh, Perez was two for two and had an RBI. Uh, Sox only struck out six times compared to three walks. Uh, they were two for nine with runners in scoring position. Not a surprising outcome when you saw the players that they rolled out. Uh, Schulten started the game. He went three innings, gave up five hits, three earned runs, uh, zero walks, uh, three strikeouts, one home run. Uh, he's got a nine-flat ERA uh, for the spring. It hit all the fields of a B game. Uh, Sacks through six other arms that will most uh, likely not see 35th in Shields in April. Uh, that was the only game the White Sox will have against a team from the World Baseball Classic. Uh, Sox take on the Cubs on Friday afternoon. That game will be on the Marquee Network. Uh, most, if not all, White Sox fans are banking on health, of course, and a majority that I've talked to are cautiously optimistic about the 2023 White Sox. But what is the national buzz for our Sox? Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. Uh, we just got through the holidays some time ago, and I know my goal, eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just the thing for you. You have got to try Built. Uh, with Built, healthy is actually tasty. Uh, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution if you are still on that as we approach mid-March. Uh, what makes Built Bar so good? For starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, that's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better, they are healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box in the mail. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Uh, that's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk up to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. Love those Built Bar Puffs. Highly uh, recommend them. So we know uh, locally what a lot of fans are saying and, and uh, you know, journalists. Uh, but what about at the national level? 
in regards to our Chicago White Sox. What kind of offseason did they have? Uh, what could potentially uh, 2023 bring? MLB trade rumors, they do some really good stuff. And there's a, a pretty detailed write-up by Tim Durkis uh, from MLB Trade Rumors and the White Sox offseason. Uh, he really went into depth uh, on all the happenings and offered his perspective. If you you know, haven't really been following what has been going on with the Chicago White Sox. This article catches you up to speed. It is very detailed on all the signings. Just came out uh, recently. Uh, and this is what Durkins had to say. Uh, while Han likely entertained more trades than the ones that reached the rumor mill, ultimately uh, his offseason was a predictable one. Uh, the chances of the 2023 White Sox mostly rest on players that were already in-house. Specifically, it will boil down to seven players who disappointed due to some combination of injury and underperformance in 2022. Uh, Anderson, Robert, and Jimenez have been unable to stay healthy the past two years. Lucas Giolito, Yohan Mankata, Yasmani Grandal, and Lance Lynn combined for a 15.9 war in 2021 and a 4.2 in 2022, a difference of nearly 12 wins. Though the club can't count on big offense from Andrews or Colas, the other seven members of the team's likely starting lineup all project as above-average hitters. The team's rotation is fronted by Cy Young runner-up Dylan Cease, uh, while Lynn and Giolito should be solid, if not aces, uh, even without Hendricks, a bullpen fronted by Kendall Graveman, Aaron Bummer, Joe Kelly, and Ronaldo Lopez could be uh, formidable. The 2023 White Sox are a team that is surprisingly easy to dream on, but also a team light on depth in certain spots. If Grandal struggles again, Sebi Zavala isn't likely to provide much offense from the catcher spot. There are some backup plans for Anderson and Mankata, but the outfield looks thin if Robert goes on the IL or Colas doesn't hit the ground running. Uh, similarly, uh, the rotation has question marks in the fourth and fifth spots with Michael Kopech and Clevenger and has little room to sustain injuries. While the 2022 season left a bad taste in fans' mouths, Fangraphs suggests the AL Central is mostly a toss-up among the Guardians, Twins, and White Sox. It'll be interesting to see what this post-hype team can do if players stay healthy. So, now there's some national perspective, and we've heard from uh, some of the columnists uh, through the athletic and Bowden, who seems to be pretty high on, you know, guys like Robert and Vaughn, but you know, whether it's local or national, uh, we all seem to be kind of hearing the same thing. Boy, this team has got potential. Uh, just look at what these guys can possibly do. What happened last year? Uh, and obviously uh, Bob Nightingale will let you know it's a uh, player's faults. Uh, from uh, the previous episode in that USA Today article. Uh, but there's more going on. There was a lot happening. It was a perfect storm last season of all kinds of stuff. And uh, hopefully, you know, we, we are really turning the page here. Uh, and, it, and it started with Pedro Grafol and his coaching staff, you know, bringing guys like Elvis Andrews back and, 
and, and really talking up Oscar Colas. And, and, I, and I hope that uh, I hope he continues to plug away and stays level headed. Uh, you know, and pushes through some of the some of these dog days because there, there's going to definitely uh, be some peaks and valleys for Colas. And I'm wondering with a guy like Colas, you know, uh, we ran into this uh, several years ago with Luis Robert. Uh, will he, won't he start uh, on opening day? Will they hold Robert back so they have more control over him? Of course, that's been a thing, namely with Chris Bryant years ago. Uh, but the White Sox offered, you know, uh, Robert an extension, you know, and completely, uh, you know, uh, removed any confusion over whether he will be on the opening day roster or not. Could the White Sox actually do that with Oscar Colas? I don't know. Is he in that company? Uh, could they say, here you go. You are on this opening day. We want you for the long haul. Here's a contract extension. Uh, that could be a situation. The Sox are known to do that. They've done that with Aloy Jimenez and, and Mancada and, you know, Anderson got a contract extension years ago. I mean, he didn't even have a full uh, major league season under his belt and they gave him an extension. So the White Sox are, are known to do that. We'll see what happens in these next uh, several weeks. But of course, everybody is talking about health. You just got to stay healthy. And Dylan Cease mentioned it you know, in his blurb, which I thought was great. Look, I came out of the game healthy. You know, I mean, if you've been reading some of the articles nationally, that's not the case. Uh, former White Sox pitcher Carlos Rodon is having some forearm issues. He he might not even be on the opening day uh, staff uh, for the New York Yankees. So uh, I think Cease has the right mentality. And I think that's also going through a lot of players' minds right now is, okay, we're we're around the halfway point. You know, we're trying to get to the other side here. And at what point do you just start saying, okay, I just want to get out of Arizona healthy. Everybody knows uh, what has been going on with the White Sox over the last several years. Uh, so that has got to be in their head. Wondering how, what message Pedro Grafol sends to the team, because he's got to know it uh, as well. Speaking of Grafol, continuing to sing the praises for Hanser Alberto, and the White Sox released new promo nights and stadium giveaways. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, uh, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win uh, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Uh, plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So uh, earlier this week, uh, you know, after I got back from Arizona, I wrote about, talked about uh, kind of some things that I saw. And Hanser Alberto uh, really impressed me. And, and I was kind of tracking him before I went down to Arizona and, 
again, you know, small sample size. It's the spring. Uh, here's a guy, kind of a journeyman uh, infielder, can do just about everything. Uh, but the Sox brought him in, uh, were high on him, and I think there was a Grafol connection for sure. Uh, and you know, there's been a you know Chuck Garfine put out a podcast on Alberto, and there's been a couple articles written. I, I think he's a guy that you know could make the team as a utility guy. I, I get it. You, Lurie Garcia is owed a lot of money, uh, but we'll see. I, this, everything I'm reading and hearing about Alberto, a, a lot of praise for this guy. The latest article I read was in the Chicago Tribune by Lamont Pope. And uh, this is what Alberto had to say. I, I feel great up there, uh, Alberto said recently. I've been doing a lot of work and it's showing out there. I'm happy about it. I want to continue to do the hard work and the results uh, out there. Uh, I'm going out there with a good plan and just trying to be ready to hit and put the best swing I can. And I think I'm doing it right now. It's a great organization, Alberto said. I heard a lot of good things. I know the manager, Pedro Grafol. I know pretty much the staff and the guys around here. I knew a lot of them before I came here. I see a good opportunity here to make the team and have fun. Uh, just go out there and do my thing, control what I can, and whoever has to make the decision, they'll do their job. Uh, just go out there, have fun, and try to be the best I can be here in the clubhouse and on the field. Uh, uh, Pope wrote, uh, Alberto has a 272-294-380 slash line with 70 doubles, 19 homers, 121 ribbies, in 458 career games, he slashed 244, 258, 365 with two homers and 15 RBIs in 73 games uh, with the L.A. Dodgers last season. Here's Grafol. Uh, he's doing what he does, Grafol said of Alberto. He's a leader. He's high energy. He's a swinger. He has a knack for hitting, for situational hitting. He secures the baseball. This is not just a spring training thing for him. This is who he is. I could probably tell you I'm impressed, but I'm not. I've seen him play before. I've seen him play against us, and we've been on the same team with the Royals. This is who he is. So was Alberto uh, a guy that maybe was on Pedro Grafol's wish list? Uh, we talked about it uh, way back when, uh, maybe in December, you know, did Pedro Grafol, we know Pedro Grafol had his say on coaching staff, you know, but did he have his say in certain players? Uh, there's been obviously some chatter about Andrew Benatendi, uh, front office asked Grafol, and Grafol's like, well, since you're asking me, you know, this is what I think of Benatendi, and long story short, he is a member of the Chicago White Sox. Did that happen uh, with Alberto? Uh, Hanser Alberto played 103 games for the Royals in 2021, where he slashed 270, 291, 402. Uh, again, Grafol, uh, this is my 32nd year in the game, but he's probably the best teammate and clubhouse guy I've been around. Uh, there is zero ounce of selfishness to his game or to his being. Uh, this guy is all about working hard, winning, helping others, serving others. He wants to see everybody improve, and that's the way he goes about his business. Again, Pedro Grafol on Hanser Alberto uh, Lamont Pope of the Chicago Tribune with the article. Hey, if you're all about culture, togetherness, chemistry, which is which are the things that Grafol was preaching way back in November, and that's how he led uh, his camp so far. 
then I mean, I, I see a guy like Hanser Alberto uh, making this team at, at this point. I mean, that, that, that was some high praise from Pedro Grafal, and I and I do believe that relationship in Kansas City has helped. Uh, new promos announced, stadium giveaways. You know, I love these things. Uh, there were uh, several, only one, two bobbleheads, one player bobblehead. We'll get to it. I don't know if you saw this come through. Uh, Chicago White Sox uh, released it uh, Thursday afternoon. I saw it on their Twitter feed. Uh, so May 14th is now a fanny pack uh, giveaway. Uh, May 20th is a 1983 windbreaker. Uh, they did a, uh, it was a 1991 era uh, windbreaker last year. Uh, July 29th, there is a White Sox hat. It has the 1960 a logo on the front of that. And then August 26th, uh, this is the biggie. Dylan Cease, uh, he's got a bobblehead. He's got the mustache and all in the 1983 jersey. Uh, Saturday, August 26th, you know I will be there for that. Uh, September 30th, a uh, La Katrina bobblehead in honor of Hispanic Heritage Night. And then you've got Country Music Night, Pride Night, Elvis Night, NASCAR Night, and Rock and Roll Night all happening as well. Uh, dog Day is back. I filled out a little application online to get my dog in there. Uh, he has never been uh, to a, a Dog Day at, at Sox Park, so hopefully that all works out. That's May 2nd. And then Yoga at the Park, I believe that is a Saturday, June 4th. So when you add uh, Dylan Cease now, uh, to the mix of bobbleheads. There are three player bobbleheads so far. You've got an Aloy Jimenez, that Hi Mom uh, talking bobblehead on uh, May 13th. And then there is a Luis Robert, I believe that's in July. And then now you've got uh, the Dylan Cease, August 26th. So there were five player giveaways, uh, player bobblehead giveaways last year. So I would suspect uh, there's another bobblehead or two added eventually. Maybe an Andrew Vaughn, maybe a Michael Kopech. Who knows? Uh, hey, also, uh, maybe you caught it Thursday night when it dropped. If you haven't, Last Comiskey Part 2 uh, dropped 8 p.m. Thursday night. Uh, again, the final Part 3 uh, will be Thursday, March 16th. So uh, if you haven't had an opportunity to watch Part 2 or even Part 1, uh, check it out. Again, White Sox game on Sunday, March 12th is on NBC Sports Chicago. So if you have an opportunity, uh, able to watch that. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere uh, you find your podcasts. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore uh, GGTB. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and get those questions in for next week's mailbag, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Thanks for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out the Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, on the next episode, I'll recap the weekend that was for our Chicago White Sox as we inch closer uh, to opening day. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morawski. Until next time, go Sox!